Welcome into the Air Raid Sports Podcast. I'm Chandler Carney, and with me as always, Brady Scott. What's going on, man? You know, man, just chilling like a villain. That's all there is to do. Actually, that's not true. I just work all the time. Uh, same. Being old sucks. Our yeah. parents were right. Yeah. Old people throughout time were right. You don't want to grow old. I tell all these kids now, and I'm not old yet, I hope, by any means. But, I mean, I'm so tired of high school. I was, too. Let me tell you, you don't want to be done with school. No, like, I mean, not at all. It's just the same thing every day. You wake up, you go to work. You pay bills. You, you go home. Don't have don't have a lot of bills yet, thankfully. Dude, it sucks, man. I'm like, I mean, I guess really I only have like, are we counting like all the all the TV stuff? Like, cause you yeah. know, all right, you got to pay for it. So, well, I mean, I could cancel that anytime. I mean, you can, it. but I mean, you also can cancel car insurance and things like that. It's not smart, but I mean, like, I view TV. I know it's not, but like, I pay like a hundred bucks for internet a month, and it's so worth it's, it. it's a necessity that you have to have in today's world. Like. It's it's not a necessity, but for my lifestyle, it is. Judge if you want, dude. If if we ever had another Hurricane Katrina, I wouldn't survive it. I'd be fine, dude. Dude, no. Like, you- I didn't have Wi Fi for like four days, and I like I thought like like to kill time, but, I was going to the bar. But you but you had the power to run things. Like if a Katrina happens again, like you won't have power to run it anyway. So I oh, mean, it won't. What's matter. the point with electricity if you don't have Wi Fi? I couldn't do anything, bro. I, Nothing. You, you could, but like third world problems, I guess. Like, no, it's that's a first world problem. First world, my fault. Like it's just the that's the world we live in. Yeah, I mean that's like, true. There was a conversation. I don't remember who it was with, but like we were talking. It was up there this weekend in Oxford with Logan's parents. They were talking about about back when they were growing up. There wasn't any air conditioning and all this. Talking about like we don't know hard. And so I went, looked. I said, okay. Knowing what you know now with air conditioning, you're going to go back and be able to live with no air conditioning without pitching a fit and wanting it? I said, no. I said, point proven. Exactly. You don't know what you have till you have it. Yeah. And you don't know what you have until it's gone, like my Wi-Fi that time. We take a lot of things for granted. Yeah, RIP my, my PC. Yeah. Gone. It's done for. Gone forever. Aaron Hernandez. Did you get in a lot of trouble? Over the episode last week? I mean, I got told I need to watch my mouth, but I mean, I, I warned beforehand. I said, it's going to fly. If you're not cool with it, you don't have to listen. Yeah, you told me that before the show, and I thought, well, all right, it's a party now. You know, like, hey, if you're not caring, I'm not caring. Let me tell you, I should have cared. Did you get in trouble? Yeah, a, a little bit, yeah. By who? My lovely fiance. Huh. Nah, in the doghouse. Yeah. Straight to the doghouse. Because, I mean, like, dude, she's an angel. And, like, her her mom's an angel, too. And she's so supportive. But, like, her mom is, like, you know, just, hey, she can handle a lot of things. But, you know, foul language ain't one of them. No, my mom doesn't play with that either. So, um, out of respect for these two lovely women in our life, um, I'm going to I'm gonna control my, my language. I'm not going to say it's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But I'm not just, it's not going to be every breath. Okay. Cause, I, cause I, I, I think like you know, my boy Scott, you know, he's probably a little uncomfortable with it too. You think? Yeah. He's a grown man. He can get over it. Yeah, like I'm not saying that he can't, but like he should be, he should be able to listen to it, 
and and tell people, hey, you know, my son's got you know a podcast. He has some dumb takes sometimes, but very you should, dumb. You should listen to it. But he probably is like, I, I can't just go around telling all my friends that because they drop the f bomb every other breath. You're right. You're right. Like but we, like we mean, were like we were just Wolf of Wall Street in it, man. We could do better. Yeah, we're gonna do better. We're gonna try. I don't make promises. I try not to. Speaking of bad takes, though, I will fully revoke my JRP dark horse for Heisman. Ooh. I forgot that man couldn't throw. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, like, you know, you live and learn, like, you, the, dude, I was I was the same way. I was right there. I backed it up. They're not all tens. But um, it was a better choice for a dark horse Heisman than Jeremy Johnson at Auburn that one year. Oh, no doubt. I don't know what the hype about that man was. The Auburn brand and his makeup. But, like, people just look at the kids. Right. They look as a kid, oh, excellent talent, great makeup, complete build, prototype for what you want. He played in Gus Malzahn's offense. You you have to take both things into account. Too many times people don't do that. Yeah, because Nick Marshall shined in that offense. I, but would never it could never, never play quarterback anywhere else. No. It just how it rolled. You gotta know the offense. Like people going and picking schools and recruiting, like, yeah, it's a great place. But too many times people are just looking at what you're being told, this, that, and the other, and you're not looking at the school for what they run. Like that quarterback that committed to Georgia Tech that yeah, year. last chance year. And got there, and he was like, well, this is one I thought it all. Like, they didn't throw the ball a lot, so I left. Did what? you not know what you were walking into? Like, like he had to have went up there for, for like a, a visit. Like an official visit on a game day. Have you committed and not seen these people play? Like they run, they ran the triple option. Like that's what they were. You're known not for. gonna throw the ball. Do you think that's why? Like I'm glad we're on Georgia Tech a little bit. Um, a lot of people have told me because you know Ole Miss is playing Georgia Tech this weekend, and it just kind of made me think because, like, I was talking to a buddy at work and he's like a you know, big football fan like us, um, and he was telling me. I think that a lot of Georgia Tech's problem are, is coaching. Like, offensively, they do dumb things. And it's only year three. And that's, and that's what point I was going to bring up. Like, you're going from the triple option personnel, and you're trying to change that to a spread. It takes time. Like, three, you still got guys on that roster that were recruited to play the triple option. Yeah. Like they chose Georgia Tech, they're going to run that. They're not there to go up tempo. Like you can adjust to that, but it just takes time to get the guys in there to run that system. Yeah, and I can see that because I think Jeff Collins is a good coach, but yes. I mean, like he ha he has a quarterback that's in year three of the system and still struggling. You know, they don't all pan out. Yeah, and I mean, I get that. DJ Ukulele for one. Uyunglele. Yeah, figured out how to say it. Yeah. Well, when he starts throwing better balls, I might learn to pronounce his name. Ducks. He's just – he's awful, man. He throws ducks. Don't trust him. Still, we're going to see K Club, Nick, at some point. Yeah. I, I definitely believe that. So, just keeping the mood a little light here. Um – what have you been watching on TV? Because you don't you don't keep up with uh with with House of the Dragon or anything. No, I, I'm I don't really follow a lot of the TV shows that everybody puts you on. Never seen Stranger Things. 
uh, you would not like Stranger Things no, though. Uh, but yeah, because no, you don't like uh, like scary things no, like that. Not yeah. my, not my thing. That's Didn't why I never recommended it. What's the series that House of Dragons is off of? Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, game. Never seen it. Never seen an episode. Closest thing I came to an episode was that commercial where they were ironing and doing all that about Game of Thrones and pausing it for Sling TV or some dumb shit. But no, I'm watching Entourage right now. Great show, in a yeah, good recommendation. Yeah, dude, Entourage is like the epitome of early 2000 HBO HBO comedies because because like you had. Think about that. You had, you had Entourage. And you, you ever seen The Sopranos? No, never. You should watch The Sopranos after this. Because, really? Yeah. Because you like Peaky Blinders. Yeah, Peaky Blinders is a great show. There was another show you watched that um kind of flows with it. Um, But yeah, Sopranos, he's a mobster. W- one of the greatest shows ever. All right. I'll have to check that out after I finish Entourage. And they were on TV at the same time, the same station. It's like, wow, dude, that's wild. Because like, I think Entourage is more of a cult following now. But yeah, dude, it's great. What's what season are you on? Just finished season six. Yeah, you've been rolling. Yeah, you watching it? It's hard to turn off. It's one yeah. of those shows. Like I get to watch it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch two episodes, and I look up and I've watched four, and it's time to go to bed. Have you um? Who's your favorite character on there? I go back and forth between Ari and who. Because I know Ari's got to be your favorite character. One of them. Yeah, I love Ari. Ari goes, man. Ari doesn't give a crap, man. Like, Ari is just Ari. And if you don't like it, that's just too bad. Love it. Turtle's grown on me a lot. I've become a Turtle fan the past couple of seasons. Yeah, see, I was always, like, Ari was always my favorite. And then it was drama. Like, those were my two dudes. Never been big on drama. Dude, I love drama. I'm not a big drama fan. So like in the sh- in the show, um, because they have uh, what's his name that uh, did the Titanic movie? He, he, he Leonardo DiCaprio. No, ah, his name slipping me. Um, he he was the director of Aquaman in in the show. James Cameron. Couldn't tell you. I think that's it. And uh, yeah, in this in the series. Um, Aquaman was supposed to be the flop and Medine was supposed to be the movie that brought him back. Yeah. But like James Cameron was like, Hey man, like he sat down with the creator of the show and he's like, I don't think we should be able to do this because I don't think people will come watch my movies if this one flopped because so many people watch your show. Because the show is that big. And, yeah. And so, so in, in the show, Aquaman is what, was his rise to yeah, fame. Highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. And in, in it, they threatened, they went with Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, you, you, you remember mm-hmm. that plot line? Yeah. So in real life, apparently, allegedly, when they did the original Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire came back and, and wanted more money for Spider-Man 2. And the studio did not want to give him more money. And they were, they said that, oh, we'll just replace you with Jake Gyllenhaal. Then wouldn't have worked. And then they realized, and Tommy McGuire was just like, okay, that's fine. Like, I've, that's cool, whatever. And then they were like, oh, okay, well, we can't actually you, you, do that. You got us, yeah. You can't change up superheroes like that. Because, like, once, you, once you're in with that, like, people want you, and then you have to change the whole thing and start over again. 
Yeah. Or at least from my perspective. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll show that you'll like also. Uh, I watched it recently. It has your um, your boy Lip from Shameless in it. It's called The Bear on Hulu. Don't have Hulu. Oh, dude, it is awesome. Maybe one day. Um, yeah, you could even watch it over here sometime because um, it's only like six episodes or eight episodes or something right now. Yeah, you and, can fly through that. Yeah, dude. Like, he's like um, he's like a five-star chef. Like he's won like the Young Chef of the Year award and stuff like this. Interesting. And his brother dies. Yeah, they're from Chicago, and his brother dies and leaves this this flagling restaurant to him. And so he just he makes it his mission to we're gonna turn this restaurant around. And it's just insane. Really good show. Sounds interesting. I'll have to check it out sometime. Maybe a long time, but you don't know. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. I'm kinda in between shows right now. Entourage and I guess I'll go Sopranos. Oh yeah, dude. Sopranos is is lit. All right, we interrupt this episode to to tell you that this this episode is brought to you by Blake at Carter's Jewelers. Have you ever been in the doghouse with your woman before, like messed up so bad where you're like, I don't think flowers are going to cut it this time. I need something big. That's why you need to go see my girl, Blake, at Carter's Jewelers because she will hook you up. You want a diamond? She's got you. You want a necklace? She's got you. Pearls? Easy money. Earrings? All of it, man. Go see her. Tell her the boys at Air Raid sent you, and she'll give you a hug and a handshake. Maybe even a dollar off of your purchase. Please tell me that you got a discount on your engagement ring for this. Oh, uh, you know, I'm not going to divulge on how much I spent on, on the engagement no, ring. No, should you? I'm not asking. But uh, I, I, my girl hooked me up. She'll okay. hook y'all up, too. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure you got you got hooked up for this plug. Yeah. Yeah, did she... Um, she was awesome. She even helped me design it. Like, just went through ideas and stuff. Um, I don't know. Apparently, if you have one like that, you should tell your fiance. Because I didn't tell Marley until probably a month after we were engaged. Like, no, I went to I went up there like a couple times to kind of gave her ideas of what we wanted, and she just built it. Yeah. Apparently, that means more. Does it? I guess. I couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. I hope that part of my life is far off. <laughs> Not ready for it. All right, so what was your favorite game of the weekend? Probably Bama, Texas. That's a good game. That was a really good game. Was that a safety in the game? No. You don't think so? Was a receiver in the area? They usually give you the benefit of the doubt when you're hit and still throwing. They but usually they, give they, you they the They called benefit. like a rough in the passer on them. It wasn't a rough in the passer. That flag got picked up. Okay. That flag got picked up, and they never went and looked at it. I thought it was intentional grounding live, but they called it. It is what it is. Can't cry over it. You also can't change your entire offense when your backup quarterback comes in. No, you have to, You have to like, because you saw a drastic change. Like, they went, like – they went super conservative. Yeah, like for Kirby a, Smart conservative. For a few drives, and then they tried to slowly open it back up. But by that point, Bama's D-line had gained their footing. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not like he's some bum off the street freshman. No. Like, he's a, he was a five-star quarterback. Like, he can do it. Like, just, like, just keep throwing the ball down the field. Like, that was the hole till you were – 
Ewers got hurt, that was the hole. Like, take your shots, force the ball downfield. Like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But, like, you got to keep running your game plan of what's working at the time. And they just completely abandoned it. Yeah. And I think, like, I mean. Bama wants you to run the football, though. Yes. Like, they're so good up front. They can rotate so many guys in. There. Like, if you're if your game plan, you're going in, you got to run the football. You better gonna, have some hogs up front. It's going to be very difficult to sustain. Like, I'm not saying you can't run the football against them, but, like, to sustain it for an extended amount of time is just not realistic. Like, you're going to have to take your shots to get them on their heels, and they just couldn't do it after yours went out. Yeah, and I think that we can talk all we want to about, well, if Ewers doesn't get hurt, they win that game. And that's maybe, because he was slicing and dicing. And he looked good. But you never know. Yeah, and I think that Sark's such a good play caller that that has a lot to do with it, too. Like, yes, Ewers can make all of those throws, but Hudson Card has to be at least able to make 80% of those throws. Yeah, you got to have faith in your guy, and it was clear he didn't. Like, if Kirby Smart can believe in Stetson Bennett, I, I can believe in Hudson Card. I promise you that. You got to. But, like, on the flip side of that, like, yeah, Bama has to go on the game winning drive. Bryce Young's a magician. Like, give him his credit. Most underrated quarterback in college. Just ask him. Like, five, but, five, been doubted my whole life. Under, five underrated, started. doubted, slept on his whole career. Like, just, just terrible what this guy's been through. Really risen out of the shadows to become one of the best quarterbacks in college went football. Went to one of the, went to one of the, the the most prestigious high, high school football teams ever. Yeah, like, I whatever you got to tell yourself, I guess I'm just not gonna buy it. Like, sell that to somebody who will believe it because I'm not me. buying it here. No, it's not gonna fly here. But what seventeen penalties? Yeah, I mean that's a lot. And, and they still overcome it to win the ball. Like, how many teams in the country can go into Austin and commit 17 penalties and still come out with a win? Two. Who? Bama and Georgia. Yeah. Like that. I like I don't even think I, I don't even think Ohio State could go in there and commit that many. It'd be tough, but I yeah. think they could. But I think like nine times out of ten, Georgia and Bama could do it. Whereas Ohio State might be able to do it. Five to seven. Yeah. Like, they're not going to do it every time, but, like, overcoming all that adversity was very good. The one flaw that I see with Bama this year, though, not the de- the defense is stout, the secondary is good, they're good de- defense. Like, the weapons on the outside weren't there. Yeah. Like, the outside receiving, like, they split Jameer Gibbs out. He was a big Im- impact in the passing game, like, more so probably than any running back. I remember being involved in Bama's passing game and maybe the Saban era, other than maybe Kenyon Drake, but even more than that, like they're getting in the ball out of the backfield. Like they didn't trust those guys on the outside. Yeah. And I think the offensive line, they got a lot of new guys up there. They're plugging, trying to replace guys. So I think they'll find it and be good down the road, but like you don't know. It's taking them time to gel because they got whooped up front. Yeah. And I think their offensive line uh, isn't as good as years past. No. But speaking of playmakers from Bama, did you see the uh, the Jalen Waddle touchdown celebration? Elite. Dude, that's maybe the greatest thing ever. It's elite. I was very happy the Dolphins got a win just because my boy 
uh, Tanner Walters went went flew to Miami and went to that game. Fastest wide receiver core in football. Yeah, too, I mean, too bad too is their quarterback. Barna, put some respect on to his name. He's gonna get it done. Maybe believe in it. Maybe I believe in it. All right, so big news out of Lincoln. Okay, Scott Frost out. Uh, First of all, let's talk about this. I don't know if you saw. You probably did. I saw the end of that game. Did you see where Nebraska f- fired him? You know, immediately. If they had waited till October, two, three more weeks to fire him, they would have saved almost eight million dollars. Yeah, right. That's how bad they wanted him. And I just don't. I just don't get that, dude. You've been talking for four and a half years. You you can handle it for a couple more. You weeks. You can go three more weeks. Like that's. Somebody busted up in the AD's office or somebody made a phone call from the box after the game. Like, Not after the game because they were probably gone, but we got to get this guy gone. I don't care. I will write a check. He will. I do not want to attend another game with him on the sidelines. I will not watch it. I will quit sending you money, this, that, and the other. But. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. People threatened to quit. That's why, that's why these coaches get fired like that because they're like, if you do not fire them, we're pulling money. We're yeah. not funding this anymore. And you have to have funding. All right. Doesn't matter. You got to have fun. But we knew it was coming. Yeah. Like, it's, it was inevitable. He wasn't going to make it through the year regardless. Now, did I think it would be Georgia State? Absolutely not. Well, it wasn't Georgia State. Georgia Southern, whatever it was. Don't care. You shouldn't lose as Nebraska to those teams. But – to Nebraska fans, probably none of you listening, it's not the 80s and 90s anymore. Yeah, right. you're not good. The The lore of Nebraska, recruits don't know. These kids don't know what Nebraska was. They don't know. Like, you got to get a guy in there that's going to build it, and this is going to be the new Nebraska. We have to build what it is because they have a strong fan base. Yeah. Right. It's there. They're going to show up boosters. They're going to show up to games. They're going to support, but you also have to get the kids involved. Like that's, what's going to win you games. You got to sell it to where the kids want to come play at Nebraska. And right now that's, they're probably not a top 25 brand right now. Dude, I mean, like they're not at all. Like literally Kansas, Kansas football fans are on Twitter calling Nebraska, a poverty program. Yeah, it's time to reassess when Kansas and football is calling you, talking shit to you in general. Yeah, like what? Like, dude, you you've won two ball games in the last four years. Like, calm down. They're two and zero. Yeah, they're on the rise. They're gonna beat Nebraska. Calm, calm down. Do they even play? What What do you mean, Kansas and Nebraska? No, I probably not. Like, I'd say two different conferences. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, shit, I'm thinking Nebraska's, you know, old school. Uh, see, old mindset, like, get out of it. All right, according to uh, Pete Thamel, I don't think he's at Yahoo anymore. I think he's full-time ESPN. Poor poor guy. Names for Nebraska. This is a tweet from him, okay? Number one name on this, pro, on this list. Who you think it is? Matt Campbell. What is with the hype with this guy? I don't know, man. Like, yeah. They're, you're going to have more support at Nebraska than you do Iowa State. It's a lateral move. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, not a sexy job to go take. Like, but even then, like, 
that's not even a sexy name to get. Because if you're firing your dude like that, like you're going, you're throwing the bag at somebody. It's a lateral move. Like he's he's not that much better than what you had, in my opinion. I may be wrong. They may go get him, and he comes out in three years and wins eleven ball games. I'll eat it, but I just don't think that's a guy you should go for. Next name on the list, and I don't know if he put this in any specific order. Uh, Mark Stoops, not leaving Kentucky. No. Dave Aranda, not leaving Baylor. No. Bill O'Brien, I could see that. Terrible hire. Terrible hire, but at least now I could see it. Lance Lapold, who is at Kansas now, don't think he's leaving Kansas. I think you can get him away from Kansas fairly easy if that's the guy that you target and want. Yeah, if he's your first choice. Yeah, not, Even if he's your second or third choice, I think you can get him. Jim Leonard. Who? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have no clue who that is. PJ Fleck. Not leaving Minnesota. Yeah, but also kind of a lateral move. Like, yes, he's better, but I don't think he's going to give you what you want. I like PJ Fleck. I do. I, think, I do too. I think he'd do a good job there. Yeah, but he's not going to give them what what they want. I you think know? he can. Chris Kleiman. Good one to good. go after. Think realistic shot you could get him if you go after him. Dave Dorian, don't know who that is. Okay, Sam Pittman, not not leaving, leaving Arkansas. No, like why would you even think that? No, Alex Grinch, I could see that possibly. Now I don't know if it'd be a good hire or not, but I could see him taking a head coaching job, especially at Nebraska. Yeah. Matt Entz, don't think he he would go. Brett Bielema, I mean he would go, yeah. but do you is that who you really want? I mean it's the style of football they like. Jamie Chadwell, Coastal hadn't looked great this year. No, no. So Uh, he's going to run the same thing Scott Frost was trying to run. Yeah, and Troy Calhoun. Those are the names on this list. Okay, none of them. And like obviously now, like a lot of the the rumors are, you know, it's possible that they're going to throw some money at Urban Meyer to come in and coach for for a couple years. Get it back on track. I mean, if you can get him, why not? You know, like you got to be able to accept the baggage that's going to come with that. And if you're okay with that, I mean, why not go throw money at him? But you never know. I don't think that's a job Urban would take anyway. No, like I think, uh, like he would have taken that Notre Dame job. If they had offered it to him, he would 100% taken it. Yeah. So, who do you think, like maybe not even realistically, but who do you think? They're gonna. They should go after. My first call is to Gary Patterson. Okay, that's a, that's a good one. Get, like you saw what he did at TCU, built that program to what it is today. Like great defensive mind. You're gonna have a solid defense. Like you see the impact he's making at Texas right now. Yeah. As an analyst, like great defensive mind. You have to trust him to go. Hire a good offensive guy that's going to run a system that's going to attract recruits, which he showed you that he was willing to go out. One of the only defensive-minded coaches that's like, hey, get your offense, go do it. He opened it up. He was willing to change and adapt to the times. I think that would be a great hire for Nebraska because historically you think Nebraska, like, they're built on defense, hard-nosed, tough football. And I think Gary Patterson would bring that. Yeah, so – I think that that uh, that would be a good hire for Nebraska for sure. Uh, something to keep your eye on because it's not going to happen overnight. Any names stick out to you? 
Well, see, like I, I think that people are going to go after Bill O'Brien just because he's the yeah. Alabama coordinator. Um, you may even start to see some people think to go after um, the OC at Georgia. Because they're opening it up. And, you know, he has head coaching experience. He's coached in, you know, he was OC at Oklahoma State for a long time. Yeah. Head coach at Southern Miss. Uh, I think the administration really just pissed him off. Uh, doesn't wouldn't surprise and, me. And he just went to the NFL, and then he was the OC for the Browns for a year. Uh, then he kind of just meshed that air raid in with a little bit of of that that pro style mm-hmm. schematics. Doing a good job at Georgia, I think. And I think that at some point, like he's he's due. Don't don't I don't mean I don't know, but I think Todd Munkin's definitely a name to to look out for. Good name. I hadn't seen that one floating around anywhere. No, I mean, like, maybe maybe you won't. Maybe I'm it's, surprised it's, Lane Kiffin's name not popped out for this one. Lane Kiffin's name's going to be attached to everywhere. I'm, so, I mean, like, that's just, to me, the names that Pete Thamel threw out that I honestly could see r- realistically is, I don't think Bill O'Brien would be a good hire, no. but I could see. That's a name they make contact. Alex Grinch would be the one that, you know, you want to bring a young blood in, you want to rejuvenate it, but that's what you did with Scott Frost. Yeah, and that's that's going to be his first job too. I think that you're you want someone that has head coaching experience, I think, especially yeah. at Nebraska, because like that's that that'd be a really tough place to get your feet wet. And the thing with Todd Munkin is, you could say, well, I don't know how he is with recruiting. You know, you don't, but. You listen to what Sam Pittman talks about being under Kirby Smart and what it teaches. Whether Kirby's it, a hell of a recruiter, whether Kirby has a hell of a bag or not, doesn't matter anymore. Both. He, he he knows he's they're always recruiting. Yeah, at a very high level. So he, he's had two years of that to to learn from. Head coaching experience knows what college football is supposed to be. I like, like if like. If we got stuck with Todd Munkin, I don't know if I would be over the moon about it, but I definitely would be like, "There's definitely worse people you could get for sure." Could be stuck with a Matt Luke again, or I mean, they could go after somebody in the Sun Belt. What's going on? Is okay. Serious question, and I and I mean this, and I'm being serious. Is the Sun Belt East the second best division in college football? No. I mean, dude, no. you look at them. It's like, no, come on now, no. Put some respect on the freaking Sun Belt, dude. I mean, I give them respect, but like, no, they're not. I really hate App State lost to North Carolina because they should have won, won that game. They scored forty points in yeah. the fourth quarter, and that's they shot themselves in the foot so much that they couldn't recover from and it. Still should have won the game. Yes. And now they're one and one, yada yada. I How think- is A and M still ranked ahead of them? They just played in Kyle Fit like. Well, come you, on, man. You know there's only one team in the eight. I think the AP poll just is so outdated because at least with the BCS era, like you've got the computer generated yeah. teams. And rankings don't matter until playoff but, yeah. committee comes out with theirs. There's, so. there's one team in the top twenty five. That is not a power five school. Not surprising. Do you know what team it is? 
No. It's BYU. Uh, and yeah. like they're basically a power five team. They're just I mean, not they're in the going, conference. They're going to the Big Twelve. Yeah. So they're basically there. That's like saying, well, you know, Notre Dame's in the top ten, but you know, they're not a power five team. Yes, they are. But the thing about those two Sun Belt teams that went in one, Marshall's in the Sun Belt, correct? Yeah. Sun Belt East. They they went in to South Bend and dominated no like they didn't upset Notre Dame they dominated yeah, they beat them. them App State went in Texas A&M they didn't beat Texas A&M on a, they dominated Texas A&M like ran the ball down their throats in the A&M game like you take brands off you take the colors away and you just put them in a pink and a purple jersey on both sides you're going to say the App State guys were the A&M team and the A&M yeah. team was App State like they just dominated them up front which Blows my mind. Do you see where A and M uh, had that? You know they do that yell crap yeah, or whatever. It's stupid. Well, did you see where it was so embarrassing and they were getting so much crap for it? I never saw the video. I saw where they DMCA'd it though, yeah, dude. How we? Let me just tell you. I'm gonna say three things about Texas A and M right now. First of all, that was a pussy move. One hundred percent. And that's not even what I want to say. Okay, here here's the thing. Number one, I think what people need to realize about Texas A&M, Kyle Field is not a scary place for an opposing team to go play. No, everybody goes into Kyle Field and wins. Like, it's just they don't have – like, yes, they beat Alabama there last year. I get that. But it wasn't because of Kyle Field. No. All right? Number two, Jimbo Fisher is overrated, okay? Always has been. Yes. I get he has a national championship for people that want to come after us. But you compare his record to Kevin Sumlin's at this point in their career. They're the same. Jimbo's is one game worse. It's, it's I, the I, same. Kevin Sumlin's 36 and 14. Jimbo's 35 and 15. Yeah. And take Jimbo's name off of it, take the contract out of it, they'd be calling for his head. Yeah. You it paid did. him so much money and gave him an extension. But here's the third thing. And here's what I love most about it it could not happen to a better person than Ross Bjork. I hate that guy. Because he could fall off a mountain and the world be a better place. Go on, so, tell me tell, tell me whatever you want to tell me about how that's a little too much. I'm I, just telling you. That's a little much. That was yes, a little much. Ross, a, I, Ross Bjork a, probably didn't deserve that. But I'm just going to say, he's a piece of crap. Yes. Okay. He's probably the reason they DCMA'd everything. He probably told him that. Hey, we got to get this off. This is ruining our image. Let's let's take this down. Yeah. But, I mean, like, well, hey, put him in a coat. And and if you're the boosters, do you want to fire Jimbo? Because, one, you owe him so much money. Two, no, you can't. Two, you have Ross Bjork going to make the coaching hire. They ain't no telling who you're going to get. You do not know. This man gave Matt Luke the job. But a granted, situation was the situation. That was still a top ten job at the time. Still think you could have done better. I know you could have. It done wasn't better. a top ten job at that time. It definitely no. like if you count all the openings Not that with, there was. With, no, with the sanction, Mike. With the sanctions, it wasn't. I agree to disagree. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll accept that. But with the sanctions, it just. I just don't think. I think you A&M, weren't gonna. You weren't gonna get somebody to last. Maybe not, and that's a fair point. And I'll give you that too. Like. But I definitely think that you could have made a better hire, even if it was from somebody that was someone out there 
was better than Matt Luke would have taken that job. Up and coming. A hundred percent. Wanted it. hundred percent. But it was what it was. We're where we're at now. Thankful yeah. for it. We survived the dark days. Praise God. All right. Do you see um did you see where one more thing about something about first? Wish Southern Miss could have went in to Miami and won, to be honest with you. If they did, it's the best it's the best conference in football to date. So um I mean, Will Hall, man, like, I, so I have some, I have a buddy. You're not a fan of the shirt and tie? Dude, someone's got to talk to him. That's him, man. Like, they, okay, do you see how much back sweat my yeah, boy had? Yeah, I saw it. Like, if you're going to do that, yeah. that that's why that's not the move. I I respect it. I, I respect the move. I, I, that's your thing? Go for it. Like, I'm not going to criticize you on how you choose to dress. Yeah. Okay, first of all, that's a lie. Dana Holgerson's been catching stray bullets on this podcast ever since we started about oh, advisor. Oh, that the back sweat is not as bad as what it was going on on that man's head. Anyway, I'm just saying I got a couple connections that know Will Hall, coach with Will Hall, might be able to get him on the show and tell him, "Hey, man, retire the shirt and tie." I love it. Like this is football. Keep it rocking. Like either, old school, either, baby. Either wear a pullover over that or old, just... Old school, baby. I love it. Get a polo. Nah. Keep rocking the shirt and tie, man. It's a good look. All right. So, did you see... Um, go, let's go to the NFL for just a minute. Did you see the NFL Sunday ticket news? Did not. Okay. So, you know this thing costs like, what, $500, $600? First of all, that's ridiculous. Okay. Any college student out there listening that doesn't give a rip about the NFL that would like to give us your login so that we could get it for $120, hit my DMs on Twitter. See, but I even think $120 is ridiculous for it. Yeah, but it'd still be nice to have. You I'm know? ready for Apple to take it over. Because then it'll be subscription-based and we can – I told Molly that the other day, and uh, she was like, Chandler, how many of these are we going to have? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, how, like I was like, oh, you mean like pay for it? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, right now I only pay for two. It's not that bad. No, like, I like I we have all of them. Well, I I take it about three because I paid for Peacock the other day because you know yeah. I like to watch Premier League, but they sent me a twenty dollars for a whole year. Can't be. All right. um, it's twenty bucks. Like you're gonna spend it on worse things. So I just went ahead and and did that. But other than that, like I pay for HBO Max and I pay for Paramount. Okay. And if you want to th- include YouTube TV, because that is cable. And that's your TV, though. Yeah. Right. That's not like a, use somebody else's Hulu, because I let them use something. Exactly. And I use my right. mom's Netflix. I just divvy it out between your friend group. That That's what you have to do. And that's the way to go. Right. I'll get these. You get these. And we'll just share our logins. That's it. Right. What's wrong with that? So, apparently, Sunday Ticket, which costs $500 crashed on sunday i would have people could not log in to the site D- like dude i better be getting back pay somebody would have been fired or the building would have been burned that i is, better i better get some money back i mean imagine forking out that much money i'd be i'd be irate i would not have been happy not me either dude 
It's ridiculous. You gonna make me pay five hundred dollars for some crap that doesn't even work? Get your crap together. Like, who owns that now anyway? It's DirecTV still. Nah, so makes sense. This is the last year of the deal. Makes sense. And then then it'll go to Apple. Thank God. Like anybody else, get it. Please make it cheaper. I'd it, love to have it. Well, I like. I think Apple. Because, you know, everybody wants into the sports market. And Amazon did pay, you know, paid for Thursday night football. Thursday night football, they got it. Um, and the NFL is very generous with negotiating deals with everybody that benefit the NFL. And if you're going to pay them, they'll listen to anybody. And Apple wanted to break into that because Apple really needs something to get subscribers for their streaming service. Because outside of Ted Lasso. They don't have anything. Nothing. Now, I have heard that there are a couple good shows that are on Apple Apple TV now. But it's not worth paying no. a subscription for. Ted Lasso, worth paying a subscription for, but yeah. then canceling it afterwards. I'd like to see Ted Lasso, but I, I'm not going to pay for Apple just to watch that. Okay, I, I, I'm going to make this deal with you, okay? Since I got a new phone, I had to get three months of Apple TV for free. Uh, so I'll subscribe to it for my free three months. When you finish Entourage, watch Ted Lasso. All right. Word. Heard a lot of good things. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a great show. Like, just all the way around. The the same, I don't think you, I don't know if you've watched it, Scrubs, you ever seen it? No, I've watched it with you. I'm not a fan. Uh, well, the same dude who created Scrubs created Ted Lasso. Okay. And I love the thing I loved about Scrubs is the same thing I love about Ted Lasso is... If you're sitting down and you're actually watching it, not just one-offs, it you go through every emotion imaginable in a in a 22 minute episode. Like you're pissed off, you're laughing, you're crying. Like it's just it bring like the way they write that that show, even Ted Lasso, and you know they just bring everything full circle. Quality television. Yes. All right. Like I would highly recommend it. Like yeah, there's not a whole huge storyline to it because it is a sitcom, but it's good in the sense that, you know, the writing is great. Speaking of storylines, have you come to a conclusion on who you want the quarterback to be at Ole Miss yet? Yeah, I mean, look, I was an Altmar guy. And you know, like, Same. I, I wanted Altmar to win the job. But, and I I don't necessarily think that Jackson Dart is better than Luke Altmaier. No. I think the offense flows better with Jackson Dart than it does with Luke Altmaier. I agree. Like, it's going to run at the tempo that Lane wants it to run at with Dart in there as opposed to Altmaier. And and I think Dart, where... You think he's got the locker room? Well, see, I don't know about all that. You know what I mean? Because I think everybody was... You know, there. You, I couldn't tell the difference okay. in the way that they played. I was just wondering, maybe you could tell something on TV that I couldn't. First of all, that broadcast the other night was awful. What we're on the plus? What do you expect? Yeah, but I think that you know, I think Luke is a lot more athletic than he gives himself credit for, and that everybody gives himself credit for. Um, but I think where where Dart is better is he has a better deep ball, and that's going to set up those shot plays because we're going to run the football down people's throats. Score from far, like that's the like you have to have a deep ball to play quarterback in this offense. But I'll tell you whose deep ball did look look good too. And you can say, well, he's playing against scrubs and blah blah. blah. Kincaid Dent's deep ball did look good. Didn't see any of it. 
Oh, you were going? Yeah, we had left before. Well, it looked good. And when I say it looked good, I mean, like, it was a pretty deep ball on the money. But now I don't know. When we, when you start talking about the flow of the offense, you start talking about intangibles. It's not going to work. Then that's fine. But, yeah, I think Dar will be the guy. Uh, and I think you have to, like, I think. I reluctantly, you, you have to have somebody, like, even if they both play this week, like, this is it. No. No, I think I, I think that Saturday was it. I think Monday morning you should have walked in and you should have said, Okay, here's here this is it. This is not an easy decision. This is a tough decision. But to the team, Jackson Dark's the quarterback. We saw everything we needed to see. We gave it both of you the fair shot. You're getting all the first team reps. You have to, because like these next two weeks, while I think Georgia Tech's gonna give us a scare in the first half, I think we'll come out in the second half and we'll get it done. But, like, you have to have these reps because these next two weeks are so important to get the timing and everything in the offense comfortable with who's calling it for the offensive line with checks and all that stuff. Like, it's got to be refined because three weeks from now – October 1st. A good team is rolling into Oxford. Like, Kentucky's a good football team, and we're going to have to be ready. Like, we got to have a guy. Everybody's got to know who the guy is. And in the building, they may have already decided it. They're just not announcing it to us. Yeah. But, like, the team needs to know who their guy is. Because, like like you said, like, they may give us a scare in the first half. I think, you know, we're, like, Saturday we're running the offense. Yeah, you and, got to. And that means we're not throwing the ball when we don't really want, want to. Because, you know, they were throwing the ball – when they they really just Didn't just want to, to, yeah, right. you gotta see to what see you what got. got yeah that ain't happening this week we're we're running the offense running the offense you're gonna do what you gotta do if we're running it down their throat we're putting three headed monster to work I'm probably gonna run the ball 40, 50 times yeah like if that's what's working that's what we're gonna go with if we can't run the ball we're gonna spread it out and see what happens let the big dogs on the outside eat speaking of a good team coming in here on October first okay do you, you know I know you were at the game. Uh, but you saw the highlights to the Kentucky Florida game. What yeah. you think of that? I think we can run the ball against Kentucky. I think they play a lot of soft shell on the outside. Yeah. Their offense worries me because they're going to get. Uh, this, they get they get Rodriguez back October first. They're, they're going to get Rodriguez back. They're going to be more run oriented. But with the defense we play, we play three two. We play three two six. Yeah. We're. First two weeks, don't know if we're showing anything, don't know if we're working on anything, but what? But the middle of the field's open. And Kentucky likes to run a lot of those short cross-the-middle routes, a lot of crossers across the middle, a lot of short out routes on the outside, and they just dink and duck down the field. They're not a big play offense. They're going to move methodically down the field, and that's what worries me. Yeah, and, I mean, that was a good game, too, with Florida and Kentucky. I mean, I think Anthony Richardson's Heisman – you know, campaign lasted a total of six days. But Kentucky's defense did look good. Um, I think, you know, Florida's offense kind of stalled out a little bit. Florida shot themselves in the foot. That game changed at the end of the first half after the safety with the pick. Like, float that ball over. If it's incomplete, it's incomplete. Like, the one thing you can't do is turn the ball over and let them score because you go from going into half 16-7 to you go into half 16-14 and – they're right there. They got all the momentum coming out. Right. That's where the game turned for me. Yeah, and I know a lot of people were talking about how 
there was, you know, twice kind of late in the fourth quarter. I think it was like at the eight minute mark and around the four minute mark. Yes. Uh, you know, they went they went for it on fourth down. Yeah. What do you what are your thoughts on that? The one near midfield, I don't mind as much because you're fourth and three right there. If you can pick it up, boom, 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 and you're in field goal range. The second one, though, with four minutes left, like you have all three of your timeouts. You're going to have to stop them anyway. And if you give it to them there in a one-touchdown game, you're giving it to them in field goal range. That's the one thing that got – if they're not in field goal range, great. Like go three and out and see if your defense can get a stop for you and go. But, like, you can't give them the ball right there because you almost guaranteed them points. Yeah, so the reason I asked that question is because a lot of people were saying that. But if you were watching that game, because I was flipping it kind of back and forth between the Ole Miss game and everything. And ours was over by that point. Yeah. Um, I don't fault Napier for going for it on that fourth down on his own, like, 30 with four minutes left because – I didn't like the play call on the first one, though. I didn't like the dive power at the middle call. Like, get Anthony Richardson, roll him out if, you, if you're if you comfortable rolling him out or sit him in the pocket and run some routes. Because even if it breaks down, let him be the athlete he is, he can pick up three yards. Yeah. Well, I think what, what was going on in Napier's mind was his defense was on the field a lot. And they were starting to get gashed. And I think in his mind he was like, I have to give my defense a rest. Like, like we like we got to gut it out. I got three timeouts if need be. I got to keep them off the field, in, you know, in case. Like, I can't just punt this ball away, yeah. go three and out. And I get that. Like, that's a ballsy move. It didn't work it out. Is. Like, if it works, you're a hero. If not, you're going to be criticized. So what? Like, But if you have I a Heisman it. hopeful – yeah. At your quarterback, and you got three yards, and the game's on the line. Put the ball in his hands. Let's but, see what uh, happens. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else is touching that football. No. You got to leave the ball in his hands. Whatever happens, happens. So, I think that you know we've pre- we reviewed a lot. We'll do a you know another episode tomorrow um, on previewing. You got anything else you you would like to add or anything? Pretty much covers it from my point. All right, man. Well, dude, I mean, I, I love getting the band back together. We we have got to get Logan on, on here soon. Like, I'm going to call you out every week, Logan, until you come do it. I just don't know why he doesn't do it. He's scared, bro. I mean, he he's just so insightful there, with what he says. Yes. Like, you have good takes, Logan. The world needs to hear them. Something that a don't, lot that, of people don't realize about Logan, and, I, and, I, and I'm – it's, it's twofold because I'm kind of glad they don't because it's something that we know. But I wish kind of everybody knew it sometimes. is he's He walks into a room, he's liable to be one of the smartest people in that room. No doubt. He's just so goofy. No doubt, nobody, yeah. you know, nobody but like, believes it. Yeah. But don't doubt yourself, Logan. Get you on can here. do it. Come do it with us. We'd love to have you. Yeah. I mean, he's the third member of this crew if we ever had one. He just never does anything with us. Nah, nah, man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm here it now. Uh, I'm good. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, go subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Airway Sports. Tweet us anything that you'd like. Uh, we would love to have some banter back and forth. Um, I know I always like to talk shit. So, at what's your Twitter handle? At Mr. Carney14. Nah, I, I think I changed. I think it's uh, a, A1R Chandler, like Air Chandler. I don't even know what mine is, to be honest with you. Uh, 
B Walt underscore eight. That's it, dude.